Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for them. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands and thank God for another opportunity to come to his presence. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come to your presence, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Master. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. There is none like unto you. Be glorified, be exalted, and be lifted up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Now, I'm continuing on the subject, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand and say, I love the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, turn your Bible with me to John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 15. John chapter 14. We are reading from verse 15. Hallelujah. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Say, another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Last week, okay, we spoke about the fact that before Jesus left the face of the earth, he promised his disciples that he would ask the Father to send them another comforter. Say, another comforter. And we realize that the word comforter means helper. It means counselor. It means aid. It means assistant. It means advocate. Hallelujah. And Jesus didn't only say he was going to send a comforter. He said he was going to send another comforter. And we realize that the word another that Jesus used there is 
translated from the Greek word alos. How many of you remember that? And alos means another of the same kind. How many of you remember? So Jesus said, when I go, I'm going to send you somebody. Now, that somebody is the Holy Spirit. Now today, I want us to answer the question, so this Holy Spirit, who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit, are you there? The Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. The third person in the Godhead. Or the third person of the Trinity. Now listen carefully. Now, many of us here are confused about the God that we serve. Because so that we say God the Father, so that we say God the Son, so that we say God the Holy Spirit. So the question is, who are these people? Are there three gods that we are serving? As Christians, are we serving three gods? Namely, God number one, God the Father, God number two, God the Son, God number three, God the Holy Spirit. No. No. We don't serve three gods. We serve one God. But that one God has three distinct personalities. So the Father is distinct from the Son. The Son is distinct from the Father. The Holy Spirit is distinct from the Son and from the Father. But it is the same God. Hallelujah. And today I'm going to explain it to you and I'm going to understand it clear. But the first thing you must understand is that the Bible, okay, talks about this God as three in one. Quickly, let's look at some scriptures. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, watch this, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So here we see the triunion God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that? And the love of God. And the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. So here, once again, you are seeing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in operation. How many of you understand that? First John chapter 5 and verse 7. 
First John chapter 5 and verse 7. For there are three. They are hot. I can't hear they are hot. For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word. Who is the Word? Shout it. Who is the Word? Jesus is the Word. Amen? Eh? Yeah. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And watch the next sentence. And these three are one. And these three are one. So, brothers and sisters, we don't serve three gods. G-O-D-S. We serve one God. But that one God has three distinct personalities. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Ghost is God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Ghost is God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Ghost is God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Ghost is God. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 4. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Hello. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? Three gods, two gods, twelve gods, seven gods. Seven gods, three and a half gods, but it's what? One God. You see, the Godhead or the Trinity is like water. Give me some water. It's like water. It's like water. What is this? What is this? Water. Who did science? SSS science. Who did science? You did science. You passed. You did science. Eh? Come, brother. You did science. What is the chemical composition of water? Um, two molecules of hydrogen and one molecule of oxygen. Clap your hands for him. Give him a book after church. The chemical composition of water is two molecules, two molecules or two atoms of hydrogen and one oxygen. That is what makes water. But watch this. Everybody watch this. The, God, the Godhead is like water. Why? Because water, you can find water as liquid. It flows. Can you see that? Yes. yes. 
And then you can find water as ice. Ice block. Ice block. Ice block is not Coca-Cola. Ice block is not porridge. Ice block is not rice water. Ice block is not yam. Ice block is water. How many of you agree? So this same liquid water, eh, it can change itself to become solid. And then we call it ice. But it's ice water. So this is liquid water and that is ice water. So whether it is liquid water or ice water is the same water. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't change it. My brother, do you understand that? Then, this water, if you pour it into a bowl of, a bowl, and you boil it, you put fire to it, for it to boil, you will see that this water will begin to evaporate. Are you getting what I'm saying? Eh? And we call it vapor. But vapor is what? Water. How many of you have experienced this before? Maybe you were cooking something, you know, uh, let's say you were boiling water. Do you understand it? And then you, you, you lifted up the, the lid. And then the vapor or the steam came up. And if some touches you, what, what, what do you see? Water. Because vapor is water. So water, the same water, you can get it in the form of liquid. You can get it in the, in the form of solid. You can get it in the form of vapor. But it is still the same water. So God can be the Father, can be the Son, can be the Holy Ghost, but each of them is still God. Now watch. They are the same in function. They are the same in purpose. They are the same in nature. But Depending on what God wants to do, he can present himself as a father, the son, or the Holy Spirit. God, the father, is the one that gives the commands. He he, he gives the commands. God, the son, is the one who executes the commandments or the commands. God, the Holy Spirit, is the power. Is the power that does the work. Hallelujah. It's the same. Watch this. When you want to quench your thirst, you are really thirsty, and you want to quench your thirst, you go for liquid water. How many of you agree? How many of you agree? Eh? You go for liquid water. You want to quench your thirst. If you go for ice block, it will take that. You have to put it in your mouth. You see, when, when, when you want to quench your thirst, it's not a time that ice block is going to lie in your, in your mouth and melt over five minutes. No. You take liquid water. But sometimes, as well as quenching your thirst, you also want to feel cooler. 
You have been walking in the sun, sweating. All your house, the Dunso, Dunso has come, so you are sweating. You want to quench your thirst. You see, at that time, you take your liquid water, but you also need some ice and add so that the water will become chilled. So when you drink, you quench your thirst, and at the same time, you feel cooler. So at that time, you need your ice box. Then, when you are in the house, you want to eat. You are feeling hungry in your stomach. You have some cassava in the house. You have to boil it and eat. So you peel off your cassava, you cut them into pieces, put them in a bowl. Then you add what? Add what? Water. But that water cannot help you to eat your cassava. You need to put heat to that water. For that water to turn into steam and affect the cassava for it become boiled, then you'll be able to eat it. So now this is a revelation. Depending on the use, depending on the need, you use water as liquid, you use water as ice, you use water as vapor. So God, when he started relating with man, he related as God the Father. All throughout the Old Testament, God was relating with the people of Israel. And he related predominantly with Adam, with Abraham, with Noah, with Moses, with Isaac, all these people as God the Father, the Almighty One, the God of Israel. You don't hear the name Jesus. You don't hear much the Holy Spirit. They are there. But that is not the predominant way by which God related with man. So from Genesis to Malachi, we see predominantly God the Father. Then, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we begin to see God in action. One more time. But this time, as God the Son. Why? Because now, God needed a revelation of his kingdom. God needed a savior for the world. So God the son came and lived on earth for 33 years. 30 years growing up, preparing for ministry. 3 years he went about preaching, teaching, healing as God the son. Why? Because he needed to bring us the knowledge of the kingdom of God and also to die for us. So just like our water, when God wanted to reveal himself to his creature, he came as God the Father. When God wanted to die for his creature, he came as God the Son. It's just like the water. Are you drinking it for tests to cool down or to boil something? So Jesus was here. 
it was time to go. When it was time to go. Eh? He said to the disciples, they were very sad. But he told them, don't be sad. Don't be sad. When I go, John chapter 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth. So Jesus promised to send, to pray to the Father, to send the Holy Spirit. Wow. How many of you are here? Huh? When Jesus died, he continued to be on earth after resurrection for 40 days. Seen by many people. He was seen by the disciples. He was seen by Mary Magdalene. He was seen by the two disciples on the way to Emmaus. He was seen, he was seen by 500 people at the same time. Then after 40 days, he ascended into heaven. Give me two chairs here. Yes, these ones. Come. Sit here. Sister, sit down. That's God the Father. That's God the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus. He ascended into heaven and the Bible said he went to sit at the right hand of God. The Father. Sit there. And when, when he went, when he went, he said to the Father, do you remember my people? Come, where are the disciples? Come. Sit here. The disciples, sit here. Sit here. These are the disciples. Sit down. Jesus told them, the great commission, go and preach. Make disciples of all nations. Go to Judea. Go to Samaria. Go to uh, Jerusalem. Go to the uttermost part of the earth. But before you go, wait. I'm going to ask the Father to bring you the comforter. So when Jesus left, in Acts chapter 1, 120 of them, the disciples, were there. Praying. Praying. And Jesus, when he got to heaven, he whispered, he whispered to the Father and said, Father, please see these guys. Now that I am here, they don't have any help. They don't have anybody to teach them. They don't have anybody to lead them. They don't have power. The work that we want them to do, to go and win this field, they can't do it. Can you please send the Holy Spirit? Can you please send the Holy Spirit? So, God, Father said, Holy Spirit, it's your turn now. It's your turn to begin to go to the earth. So, in Acts chapter 2, when these people were guarded, the Bible said that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled 
with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So on the day of Pentecost, the Father told the Holy Spirit, go. And the Holy Spirit came for the first time. The comforter that Jesus promised came to the face of the earth to help the church. And the good news is that since he came, he has not gone. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that God has sent to us the church as the comforter, as the helper, as our assistant, as our advocate, as our counselor. That is the Holy Spirit. Clap your hands for the Lord. Wait. So God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the same God. Now, God the Father revealed himself to his creature as God that created them. The Son came to the earth to be a savior. The Holy Ghost is here as the helper of the church. Watch this. So Jesus said, John chapter 16 and verse 17. No, wait, wait here. And I'll pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. So he, he came that he may abide with you forever. So he's with us. He is with a believer. You cannot be a Christian. Next week I'll be, I'll be teaching you eight things that every Christian should know about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You cannot be a Christian without having the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. If any man have not the Spirit of God, he's none of, of his. So the Holy Spirit is with us. Do you understand it? In verse 17, in verse 17, eh? in verse 17, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be with you. So Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will be in a believer and he will also be with a believer. So everybody here who is born again, you have given your life to Christ. You have confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior. Your sins have been forgiven you. You are a child of God. The Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Later on, as you mature in the Lord, and the Lord now begins to use you, then the Holy Spirit also comes upon you as his anointing. But watch. As I end, many Christians are not benefiting from the Holy Spirit. Watch this. He's not helping them. He's supposed to help you to pray. He's supposed to teach you the word of God. Jesus said when he comes, He'll teach you all things. John 14, 26. He said, when he comes, he'll lead you to, into all to John uh, 16, 13. But watch. 
The Holy Spirit is with them. The Holy Spirit is with them. As a helper, as your counselor, every Christian. But most Christians don't know that he's with them. So, when they wake up and they are in trouble, they want help, they are praying to God the Father. In the name of Jesus, please help me. My church is not growing. My business is not working. Father, please help me. And the Lord Jesus Christ is looking at the Father and saying, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with them? What is wrong? I told them that when I come, I will send them a helper. The helper is with them. The helper is with them. What is wrong? Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, Father, the helper is with you. The Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, the third person in the Trinity, who has been sent to us as our helper. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of him. Wherever you go, come. Come. Wherever you go. Sit down. Sit down. When you sit down, you are going out into your car. He's with you. Listen. Listen. And then, as he's going, as he's going, he has a problem. He has a problem. His money is finished. His his business is bought. Then he comes here. Kneel down. Oh, Father, Jesus, help me. And this guy is looking at him strangely like this. Oh, you're more poor. Church, the Holy Spirit is the one who has been sent as our helper. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus, somebody? to help you. Teach you the way. Teach you how to pray. Help you to do your business. Help you in your school work. You know, recently, what was I doing? What was I doing? Recently, what was I doing? I've forgotten. Just, just like just like a week ago. Oh, I wish I could remember. I was doing something. I just was looking for something or something. I've forgotten what it is. I couldn't. I couldn't find it. Whatever it was. Then I said, Holy Spirit, you know it. Show me. You won't believe it. Immediately, I finished. I solved the problem. When I was writing my thesis, I was working with um, Brother Michael in the safe church. I'll be detecting and then he'll be typing. Then my supervisor, you know what happens is that you, you do a chapter, you send it to him, he reads, he looks into it, he makes corrections, to add this one. Then, he brought last week, I've even finished. Then one of the chapters, he said, you need to also show, show this, a certain aspect. And I didn't understand what he was saying. In fact, I didn't understand what the man was talking about. I kept on asking Michael, what is the man trying to ask me to do? We're sitting in my hall. Then I said, Michael, let's pray. Then I said, Holy Spirit, 
You know it. You understand it. Illuminate my mind. Give me wisdom. Pastor Kwesi, you won't believe it. When I said, Amen. I said, oh, Michael. That's what the man is talking about. Why? Because Jesus said, he will bring all things to your remembrance. This one. This one. This one. He will bring all things to your remembrance. Next week, I'm going to show you the current position of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands for the Lord. Stand to your feet. How many of you are beginning to understand the Holy Spirit? Lift up your hands and tell him that you love him. Lift up your hands and tell him that you love him. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Tell him, I love you. I love you, Holy Spirit. 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 Thank you that you are in my life. Thank you that you are in my life. Lift up your hands, everybody. Come on, speak to him. Oh, we love you, Lord Holy Spirit. We acknowledge you in our lives as Lord, as our helper, as our counselor, as our teacher, as our guide, as our aide, as our assistant, as our senior partner. We recognize you, Lord. We recognize you, Lord. We recognize you, Lord. And we thank you. And we bless you. And we honor you. And we praise you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit into our lives. Thank you for the mighty, mighty Holy Spirit that is in our lives. We are grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. How many of you are beginning to understand the Holy Spirit? Eh? How many of you are beginning to understand God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? We don't serve three gods. We serve one God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Just like water. Liquid water is water. Ice water is water. Vapor water is water. Vapor water you can't say that vapor water is so below. No. It's water. It's water. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Now this morning, maybe somebody invited you. Close your eyes, everybody. Stand to your feet. Maybe somebody invited you to come to church. That is why you came. But you know, as we are standing there, that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior and as your Lord. I want you to know that Jesus wants to save you. He wants to wash you with his blood. He wants you to become a child of God. Today you can be saved. The Bible said that we are all sinners. But that is why Jesus came. Jesus came as a Savior. As every eye is closed, can you close your eyes? Wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you, 
so that you give your life to Jesus as Savior and Lord. That is what you want me to pray to you for. That you give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and I will pray for you. If you want to give your life, you have never given your life to Jesus. You have never done that. But you want to do that today. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to become a born again Christian. Lift up your hand. Right hand. Very high. God bless you. God bless you. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters who today are coming to you to become your children. What a blessing. Now, all those of you who have lifted up your hands, do one more thing. Pick your Bible or your bag, whatever you came to church with. Leave your seat and come to me to the front here. I want to pray with you here. Come. 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 Take your Bible and your bag. Don't leave anything there. Come. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Hallelujah. Now those of you here, today, God is doing something special in your life. God is going to change your life. You are going to become a child of God. He's going to love you. God is going to transform you into his glory. The glory of God is going to come into your life. God is going to touch your life. God is going to show you how to live your life. He's going to draw you to himself. And the purpose of God is going to be established in your life. I want you to close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, right now, I believe with my heart that you are Lord. I confess you as my savior. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. I've done so many bad things. I'm so sorry. I repent. Please wash me in your blood. Come into my heart and save my soul. Make me a better person. Make me your child. Thank you, Father. Write my name in your book of life. My name is, mention your name, my name is, please write it in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorieuse, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 
9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.